John 1.14 says, The Word became human and made his home among us. He was full of unfailing love and faithfulness. We have seen his glory, the glory of the Father's one and only Son. Our prayer is that you might see God's love and faithfulness as you listen to our Sunday morning message here at First Methodist Bryan. Can y'all say amen? Thank you, Chris, for leading us in verse 6 of what Pastor Jeremy read. It's the way I memorized verse 6 was through that song by Steve Green that I think he began singing about the time I entered the ministry. I love that chorus. Let's pray. Father, God, I confess to you that I know I am inadequate to preach the gospel. But like any man or woman that stands in a pulpit, even this historic pulpit, I cry out to you for one thing, that the Holy Spirit would anoint these words, that they would have your power, and that people would not see me preaching, but that they might see Jesus, and they might hear a word from the Lord today. In the glorious and holy name of Jesus, I pray. Let the church say amen. I've recently scheduled several appointments for this coming week. Today, everyone wants you to confirm that you made the appointment. Have y'all, got, have y'all noticed that? I got a text from Alan Honda. Please confirm your appointment for an oil change. I got a text from my doctor's office. Please confirm your appointment at the doctor. As I get older, I appreciate the reminders. But now I still have to remember to go to the appointment. Y'all know what I'm saying. Confirmation of the appointment is not the appointment. And confirmation is not the end. It's just part of the process of our journey in faith in Christ. It's not over yet. It's not over yet. In the Christian life, when you come to saving faith in Christ, you're baptized, you're confirmed, you might have an experience of being filled with the Holy Spirit. It's not over yet. The Lord is still at work and promises to complete that work. Today we're celebrating the confirmation of six young people, but it's not over yet. To confirm something means to make it firm. Like when I have to confirm that I'm going to the doctor. That's what confirmation means. I'm making it firm. I'm doing it. Not somebody else doing it for me. I'm doing it. I am saying Jesus Christ is my firm foundation. Today, we have six young people that are going to join the church a church that's had thousands of people join it over the last 155 years. Every one of them have confessed their faith in Christ alone for their salvation, and they've been baptized and joined the church. But it wasn't over yet. That was just part of the walk in Christ that we all share. We sing, or the choir sing a special about it, just a closer walk with thee. Young people and all of you here today, God 
is at work in you is not over yet god is still pouring out his transforming grace upon your life i predict in the future especially for the six that will be confirmed that you're going to be tested you're going to be tested in the years ahead to show that Jesus is the rock of your life and you're going to roll with him and you're not going to roll over when Satan comes to tempt you tempts you to destroy you and destroy this church every one of us that began a walk in faith in Christ hopefully there came a point when you knew that you knew that you knew that you had blessed assurance that Jesus is mine and you began that walk in Christ 2 Corinthians chapter 5 verse 17 says it this way it's one of the first Bible verses I memorized when I came to know Christ if anyone if anyone is in Christ he is a new creation the old has gone the new has come that's the beginning of our walk in Christ all believers ought to be able to point back to a time when you know that you began that walk and yet it's not over it's not over yet the Lord begins to shape you through the work of the Holy Spirit so that you become more Christ-like young people that are going to be confirmed today I hope that you will hear from those who've been on that walk for a while that your relationship with Jesus Christ is your first calling in life. He is to be your first love. And if that ever stops, I will guarantee that you will fall away from the faith. He's got to be your first love. Can I get an amen? Today we're going to focus on verse 6 that Chris, that Chris led us to sing. Let me remind you of it. It'll be up on screen. Would you say it with me? And I am sure of this, that he who began a good work in you will bring it to completion at the day of Jesus Christ. So that verse can be paraphrased to say it's not over yet. Paul was writing to a church, and they were just beginning. They were maybe about a decade old, give or take a few years Paul wrote to this church called Philippi to encourage them in their walk in the Christian faith. Scholars say it was the very first church in Europe. Philippi is a Roman city that is located in what we know today, the nation of Greece. The city was named for a man named Philip. My brother-in-law his name is Philip. But I don't think my brother-in-law was named for the father of Alexander the Great. This city called Philippi was named for the father of Alexander the Great who conquered the known world and it was predicted that he would by Daniel. I encourage you to read Daniel to see the amazing prophecies. In that city, these people were very, very religious. It was part of their daily life. But their religion was a religion that was a cult that centered around the emperor, and they worshiped the emperor Caesar. They would proclaim that Caesar 
is Lord at their convocations. And yet when Christians were in the city, they could never say Caesar is Lord. So many Christians back then and throughout history gave their life because they would not confess anyone except Jesus is Lord. When Paul begins this letter, you'll note he, he writes to the saints. Do y'all realize that y'all are the saints? Anyone that's a believer in Christ, you're a saint. You may not be living like a saint, but you're a saint by position, if not by performance. You're called a saint. That's why that old hymn, When the Saints Go Marching In, is one of my favorites, because it reminds us all that one day we're going to be marching into heaven. Paul wrote to the saints. Do you all know who were members of the church? I was grateful for Jeff to show you the pictures today of people that used to be members here. Well, there used to be members in Philippi, and they're listed in the New Testament. One of them was a lady named Lydia. She was a small businesswoman who sold purple cloth. She was an importer-exporter. She had a church in her house, one of the first churches we know about. There was a Philippian jailer and his family that came to Christ. They were in this church. There was a slave girl that Paul cast a demon out of. She was a member of this church. What an eclectic group of people. They come from every race and, and every language, and they made up the church in Philippi. It reminds us that the gospel brings us all together, no matter what else separates us. That's what Galatians 3.28 says. It says, There is neither Jew nor Greek, slave nor free, male nor female. We are all one in Christ Jesus. Amen? Paul went on in the beginning of the letter, and he described everyone that was a member of the church as a partner in the gospel. I like, I like that idea. Do y'all realize that everyone here today, you're a partner in the gospel together? All of us have one business, and that's the business of saving souls. That's what John Wesley said Methodist preachers have, one duty to save souls. That's also what the church has, one duty, one business to save souls, to bring them to Christ Jeff has been teaching our young people what the gospel is. It's up on posters. They say it almost every week. You saw it on the backpack tag uh, for Backpack Sunday. It's up on screen for you. This is the gospel. I hope you can read it. Would you say it with me? The gospel is Christ has come. Christ has died. Christ is risen. Christ ascended to heaven. And Christ will come again. That's the gospel. We preach it, we live it, we love it, we share it. Paul has written to the church in Philippi, and already there's a couple truths I better review for you. Truth number one, we're all partners in the gospel together. Truth number two, God began a good work in you when you believed and received Christ. And truth number three that we're going to focus on is God will finish that good work in you that he started it's not over yet because God's not finished with you yet he's not finished with the plans he has in this world he's not finished with this church he's not finished with you as a believer God's not finished yet 
So how does God complete that work? Well, it'd be helpful I gave you three theological words that every Christian ought to know, and the fact that every Christian doesn't know them makes me sad. Here are the three. Justification, sanctification, and glorification. They are the heart of the gospel. First of all, justification. To be justified means that you are declared righteous in God's sight. That's a declaration that only God can give. The Bible says in Romans chapter 5, verse 1, Therefore, since we've been justified through faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ. See, justification has to do with your, pa- your past. God began a good work in you when you believed in Christ. And you were justified by grace through faith, which means all of your sins were forgiven. All of them. And God declared you. He declared you forgiven. The second word is sanctification. That's the word I want to focus on a little bit. To be sanctified means to be set apart for God's purposes and to grow in holiness. You might have a synonym for sanctification called consecration, but 1 Thessalonians chapter 5, verse 23-24 says, May God himself, the God of peace, sanctify you through and through. May your whole spirit, soul, and body be kept blameless at the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ. The one who calls you is faithful, and he will do it. Sanctification has to do with the present. Justification is about forgiving your sins that are past. Sanctification is about the good work that the Holy Spirit is doing in you to change you into Christ-likeness. That's the goal. And the only way to do that is by the power of the Holy Spirit at work in you each day. Let me give you five fast facts about sanctification. You ought to know these. Number one, sanctification is the work of God. It began even before you knew the Lord through prevenient grace to bring you to the place where you would receive him. Sanctification is the work of God just as much as justification. It's a lifetime process. John Wesley said we are to be going on to perfection. He called it Christian perfection. He meant by that that you could love like Jesus loves. It is never complete in this life, sanctification. Number four, God won't stop till the job is done. And number five, God uses everything that happens to us, good and bad, to shape us more to be like Christ. I love the way a pastor named Ray Pritchard shared his testimony. He said, the life of a Christian is a series of miracles, which is what the great preacher Spurgeon said. And then Pastor Ray shared what had happened to him. Young people that are here and all of you that are here, I want you to listen to Ray's testimony. I'm quoting him. If I had asked a close friend 16 years ago to write down a description of me back then and then describe me today, here's the conclusion my friend would come to, that these are two completely different people. What happened? Ray goes on. He says, well, I won't go into all the circumstances, but 16 years ago I was at the end of my rope emotionally and spiritually. One day, I got down on my knees and I told God to either change me or take me home because I didn't want to live another minute if my life was going to be the same as it had been. 
And that's when I started to hear the sounds of hammering and sawing inside my spirit. I was a Christian under construction. To jump to the end of the story, says Ray, over the last 16 years, God has created a whole new person inside of me. It wasn't in the twinkling of an eye, but it was a miracle, and it ain't over yet. I love Ray's testimony. You see, God's work in you through the Holy Spirit is a process that depends on your ongoing walk in the Spirit. It's not over yet. God intends to conform you. Today we're celebrating confirmation, but every day, every day is conformation when we are being conformed into the image of Christ. Maybe you've seen a button. I saw a button the other day. I had to go look it up. Will you put that picture of that button up on the screen? It says PBB. G-I-F-W-M-Y. Now, y'all know I love acronyms, but that's a little too far. But it means, please be patient. God isn't finished with me yet. Now, I don't like it when people use P-B-B-G-I-F-W-M-Y as an excuse when they sin. I'm pretty sure God likes it less than I do. Because sometimes, I've been around Christians that have this attitude. I lied a little bit today, but okay, PBB, G-I-F-W-M-Y. Oh, I committed just a little covetousness, a little bit of greed, but PBB, G-I-F-W-M-Y. Oh, I lost my temper a little bit and said things that my mother and father wouldn't be proud of and my heavenly father sure wouldn't be proud of. But mm, PBB, G-I-F-W-M-Y. God's just not finished with me yet. The book of Romans, chapter 6, verse 1, Paul writes, Should you continue in sin that grace should abound? And the answer is, heaven forbid, no. We cannot use as an excuse that God's not finished with me yet. Of course God's not finished with me yet. But that does not give us the excuse to say, if we sin, we can just say, oh well, That's not what the Holy Spirit would speak to our heart about. I love what Ruth Graham, the late Ruth Graham, the wife of Billy Graham, said. She said, I saw a sign on a strip of highway once that I would like to have copied of my gravestone. It said, end of construction. Thank you for your patience. That's the attitude to have. That's the attitude to have. Child of God, and I'm speaking to all of you, God's not finished with you yet. You're a Christian under construction, just like the main road to this church, William J. Bryan. When it's finished, the road will be glorious. But please be patient. This city is not finished yet. But one day, that road is going to be fantastic. And people should be saying that about you. You should be saying that about you. God's not finished with me yet. But when he is, it's going to be all glory be to Christ. Ephesians chapter 2 verse 10 says we are God's workmanship. I love that. We are God's workmanship. That means the Holy Spirit's at work in you. And you are created in Christ Jesus to do good. Not for salvation, but because you are saved. 
And that is something God's prepared in advance for you to do. In other words, God has plans for you. The last word. We've covered justification. We've covered sanctification. We don't talk much about glorification. But to be glorified means to be perfected in holiness, to be complete. Romans 8, 29 says, For those God foreknew, he also, be, he also predestined to be conformed to the likeness of his Son. Brothers and sisters, that's the goal of the Christian life, to be conformed to the likeness of Jesus. Glorification has to do with the future. When Christ Jesus returns, and he is going to, and wouldn't it be great if it were today, but when he returns, the dead in Christ will be raised. And those believers still living will be transformed. They will have a glorious body. The dead in Christ shall rise and they will have a glorious body. And we will be in a glorious place with the Lord. Amen. Would you say the verse with me that we've been focused on today now that I've tried to preach it? And I am sure of this. That he who began a good work in you will bring it to completion at the day of Jesus Christ. That means at his second coming. You see, Jesus is still working. and It's not over yet. When people come to believe the gospel, that's just proof, that's confirmation that the Holy Spirit is at work all around us. When young people make their confession of faith and are baptized, that's proof that the Lord is at work. Parents, the Lord's been at work through you. Your children have watched you live out what you believe. Christianity is more caught than taught. They see you, they watch you, they do what you do. If they're going to live a Christian life and you claim to be a Christian, they're going to follow what you do. That's proof. That's proof that you're walking out your faith before them. Brothers and sisters, it ain't over yet. It's not over yet. A better day is coming for God's people. What is incomplete will be made complete. What is unfinished will be finished. What is lacking will be made full. What is partial will be made whole. What is less than enough will become exceedingly abundant more than enough what is broken will be fixed what is hurt will be healed what is weak will be made strong god has promised to do it and he cannot lie because god is faithful he who began a good work in you will be faithful to complete it young people we're going to ask you to come and we're going to ask questions of you but it's not the end it's not even the beginning it's just one step along the way where you're walking in faith in Jesus it's not over yet thank you for listening with us we hope that you have encountered the risen Jesus today if you want to hear more please consider subscribing we would also welcome you to join us in person for more information, please visit us at fmcbryan.org.